At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. everybody i'm travis hey everybody this is brandon cruz and we're back, back. We're more po- more podcasting we didn't even change our shirts we didn't even create the illusion that we're not doing back-to-back podcasts on a monday night on the night that the bachelorette starts again on uh, abc what a damn <laughs> my what a wife damn is incredibly tragedy. preoccupied uh, doing other things uh, but i love her and uh yeah this is apathetic enthusiasm the podcast where brandon and i talk to each other about stuff that, and things that that's right that's right the the podcast where we have no form or function other than talking about whatever strikes our fancy so fancy if you want to strike our fancies there's a few ways that you can do that uh you can head over to twitter and follow us at apathusiast i am at juggalmino you are at barnyard cruise uh you can go over to facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show or follow us on instagram at apathetic underscore enthusiasm you can send us an email at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com or go to our website apatheticenthusiasm.com where you can find this podcast as well as submitted for your approval twilight zone podcast and interdimensional rss our rick and morty podcast all available over there and if you love any of those shows you can go to patreon.com slash rick and morty pod and support our efforts in podcasting financially with a monthly donation support you guys our that efforts do that. yeah we uh, we uh, i'll just throw this out there we really appreciate any and all support that you can throw our way uh you you mean you mean the best to to us but let's not let's not let's not top four that's (laughs) enough that's enough pandering yeah uh yeah it's this is it that is all of the pre-scheduled stuff that we have uh to talk about thank you for joining us yeah and i'm brandon cruz we'll see you next time Oh, that's the wrong. <laughs> you play the wrong music. Dude. Um, also, yeah, I mean, if you guys are not following us on Twitch uh, or on our YouTube channels, uh, we have been streaming live 
for most of these episodes now, and I just made a bunch of interdimensional RSS videos from uh, from way back. Uh, I made those public over on our Rick and Morty YouTube channel as well. So if you want to catch up on some videos, there's a bunch of stuff you can do over there. Uh, but yeah, it's these have been a lot of fun when we stream them and we get we get a few people watching and we get a little back and forth with with some people in the audience too. So uh, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Uh, I think it's just at Aptech Enthusiasm, all one word. Yeah. So, yeah, go, go do that. So, go do that. <laughs> go do that. All right, that. let's talk about Game of Thrones. What's the, <laughs> what's the, what's the Game of Thrones word on the street, Travis? <sighs> all right, yeah, we're going we're gonna to come in hot. We're going to start off, start off with, uh, as of this recording, there is only one episode of Game of Thrones left in the entire series. And if you haven't watched it, if you've if you've never watched the show or you haven't caught up with season eight, is that right? Season yeah. eight? Mm-hmm. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> um yeah, I'll just give you the warning right up top that spoilers are headed your way. Uh I don't I don't feel like pulling any punches. I I just wanna I just wanna talk about the show, talk about the things we like, the things we don't like, the things that we're indifferent to, and the things that Twitter cannot stand. Uh because it has been a slightly divisive describe divisive that's the perfect word brandon or to 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 describe this this season uh so what are what are your thoughts so far uh what five episodes in yeah five uh, season eight uh well let's let's talk about when when the fans started turning on the show Let's 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 talk about that. And, and I don't even know if we need to talk like major plot points or anything like that. Because that's that's Cause the, have there been that many? Uh, <laughs> this is this kind of the interesting thing for me to discuss is uh, not necessarily the show itself, but how I don't know. Uh, just an exploration of how a fandom can can turn on a show so quickly. I, I feel, um, and yeah. and why that is, and so can we can we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Yeah, no, let's please talk about that. Okay, you you first. Um, <laughs> they turned quickly, Brandon, <laughs> and that is our exploration <laughs> of that. It's topic. gonna rain. Uh, no, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been weird because everyone was so hyped for this season. Everybody was really excited to see what was going to happen, see what was going to happen with the White Walkers, who was going to who was going to ultimately take the throne and and lead the seven kingdoms and yada yada yada. <laughs> and yeah, uh we're getting all of that stuff. But this has been a show that has some incredibly major moments. There have been some huge situations where characters have died epic deaths characters that were really beloved characters uh all the way like all the way back to season one when you get to the end of that season and ned stark is executed like that is one of those turning points in the show where you're just like okay i thought this show was gonna be about one thing and apparently it's you know nobody's safe and so Huge things like that, the Red Wedding, the Purple Wedding, so so many major events that were just so shocking that just sort of took the world by storm that 
they expect a finale or or a final season that is going to live up to some of those moments and i just we we only have 6 episodes and they're not they're not going to i don't believe they're going to pull a huge twist on us arguably what took place in this last episode is is probably the biggest twist of the, of the season I don't know. And I don't know if that if you'd agree, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's hard. It's 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 hard. Uh, to to what you're saying before. Yes, everyone was like so hyped coming in the the, the season now, and uh, so the first two episodes were iffy. Uh, well, so this, no, the first episode, people were like, oh, this is boring. You're just telling us stuff that we already know. Um, the second episode was like fan service, right? That was like a very, all these characters are together again. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Oh, look, we're getting to resolution before the Battle of Winterfell. Uh, and uh, and that is, that is, that's the episode where people started being like, show's gone downhill. It's gone downhill from here. Oh, uh, Arya's doing it. How does she? How does she jump? I, I had a conversation with a coworker uh, for far too long, and I I, I didn't actually want to talk <laughs> this long because he's he's like very like he was very like the show's shit now. The show is crap, and they it's, it's awful because of this one episode. It's basically just crapped on the whole the whole fandom. And it was because it wasn't answering all the questions, all all like the mini mysteries and, and stuff like that. I was like, I would argue that that's, for me, that's not as important as the resolution for the characters. Um, then, then episode four, which was the leading up to um, this this last episode, and there there were some issues with it that I agree with from. Uh, a, a female point of view, like with with Sansa, and like, yeah, wow, rape made me grow stronger. <laughs> that that type of narrative that a lot of people yeah. didn't agree with. I agree with that. Uh, they're they're just like with that. Um, and uh, ultimately, then they're like, from Battle of Winterfell to here with with Danny turning into the Mad Queen, essentially, and people being like. That's it. I'm done. She, Mad Queen, way to make your uh, way to make your your queen turn into a jerk. A complete 180 from what we've always known her to be. Uh, I'm done with the show, and, and uh, I'm just. I feel like some people maybe didn't watch the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, and 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 it's just, it's I don't I I feel this way. I don't know if it's accurate. I just feel like people's expectations weren't what they wanted the end of a show to be. And they're like, this isn't what I wanted. Therefore, it's not a good show anymore. All right. All right, kids. Go ahead. And let's pull up a chair. And let me, let me tell you a tale, a story about uh, unmet expectations with a final season. Oh. And, and, and that's... <laughs> That's a show that's very near and dear to my heart. That's the show Lost, uh, which back before uh, binge watching, back before 
the days of Netflix and, you know, Game of Thrones and so many epic shows. Lost was the the first show that was really like appointment viewing. We 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 bought the DVDs and rewatched them over and over again. We had watch parties at my house. That's I think how me and Brandon really started hanging out. Uh and and it was such a cultural phenomenon. And a part in big part because of the mysteries and things like that. And so then when they they came to the point where they had to wrap up that show, it was it was really a losing battle for the writers because there was no way that they were gonna please everybody with how they finished the show. And really they came into it with a plan in mind. They knew going into Lost how they wanted it to end, and the show grew into be something so much bigger than than maybe what they had originally planned that the reality is that 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 finale is anticlimactic and it, it it left a lot of people unhappy and i i'm worried that game of thrones is going to suffer the same fate because as we're going through it live and we've been waiting almost two years for this this last season and it's Everybody has been so excited for this that it's just been built up to such a level that it's it's almost impossible for them to really make everybody happy with it. And 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 the reality is they're they're they kind of had a plan of what they wanted to do ahead of time. I'm pretty sure George R. R. Martin is still involved. He's he's telling them how they wanted it to end. Maybe yeah, maybe the books aren't out. Maybe they can't recreate things that are in books already but they are still telling the story as it was meant to be written as far as i mean at least that's what i think is the execution great maybe not are there are there certain episodes that are like full battle episodes where i'm just like is this is this really necessary (laughs) like i don't know but I mean, there's nuance to it, and they're they're really taking time on certain characters. Uh, certain characters, they're really doing justice with how they're resolving the characters or or how they're leaving them. And other characters, people really feel like they're not getting uh, a satisfying end. And and things like uh, Jamie and Cersei's uh, demise in this last episode, uh, I heard a lot of. F- fans were kind of underwhelmed with how that all went down but when i think about it like that's it's always been the two of them you know and and when you consider from the start of the show when they're uh hanging out together in that in that tower uh and and that starts the whole thing with bran and everything like it's it's been the two of them uh the entire show and so for them to die together in that way yeah it's not it's not as satisfying as oh aria sneaking up and you know wearing someone else's face or yeah. and, and you know stabbing her in the back or something yeah it's not as satisfying but you know she she pushed it she's always been one to to push the limit and and put her faith in the red keep and that you know king's landing will yeah. keep her safe and she made the bad call this time. She had an opportunity to, to, to survive, and sh- her her pride and her ego, uh, you know, cost her this time. 
just think about it. They, they, we started the series with them together in a tower, pushing Bran out, and they end the they end the series underneath the tower. Um, that squished together. Uh, and, and, and you know, it, it's the. Uh, I'll I'll say this, and then people will be like, "Okay, yeah." Uh, I doubt the writers are that smart. Uh, but you know the whole the whole symbolism, like yeah, everything that she's built up is like crush is crushing her, and and it, I don't uh, I don't really recall a, a moment throughout all the seasons where she really really broke down and cried like that. And right, I I think there have been some moments of vulnerability, but I don't I don't know that it's quite like that. Like, but not, not a, like the way she was at the at the very end. But yeah. not a I don't want to die. I don't want to yeah. die. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and you know, it, what is that? Uh, Omar, uh, my my buddy, he and I know other people. I think Chelsea too. Were like, uh, we wanted her to suffer more. Yeah. And uh, so go back and rewatch the episode where she is marched <laughs> through the city shame. naked. Shame. Having- shame yeah i mean she's suffered a bit but and on mother's um, day no less yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um it i i gotta say i know there are a lot of people that are upset about daenerys turning and becoming the mad queen so to speak but i i gotta say like if if for some reason like they had written it differently where like, all right, they go, she somehow outmaneuvers all of those scorpions and manages to destroy the entire, uh, iron fleet and all of those giant crossbows. And then they ring the bells and she's just like, cool. All right, we won. Let's go sit on a, let's go sit on a, 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 a pointy throne or something. Right. Like how is that a satisfying end? Right? How is like how is her how is Cersei retreating or 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 just surrendering? How is that more satisfying than what I'm sure we're gonna get in this final episode with Daenerys and her her constant pursuit to get to this point to to take the the throne? And now we have John, who mm-hmm. we know is not only the rightful heir to the throne, but the person that sort of enabled her throughout this last few battles, uh, now seeing what she's done and possibly having a change of heart. Like, I feel like the, the battle between the two of them, which will not look like the same scale of a battle, I think, uh, than we've gotten in some of these other episodes, but, uh, I think that is going to be terrific. I, I'm I'm excited to see what the writers do and how that plays out. And I honestly don't know who will win. I, I I'm sorry for people that really love Danny and wanted her to be this breaker of chains that is just going to always be honorable and upright. But the reality is, she's burned a lot of people to get where she is. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she, she's murdered a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't believe it's completely uh, out of her character, and I just think that she has been pushed to a point over the last few episodes where she has lost everyone that's really been close to her, and she doesn't have anyone to trust. And 
if John had just made out with his aunt, if they had just, <laughs> you know, just even it some, been it. even some just like heavy petting over the clothes type <laughs> yeah. stuff, like maybe that would have been enough. Even if you just like loved, pretended, but... like, oh, this is so good. Like, oh, we've all done stuff we don't want to do, you know? Just just do it, man. Just, I'm just so tired from fighting. And... There, there was a, uh, uh, there was a, a, a picture out there on Twitter, and I, I found it right in, right in time for this transition. Uh, but it's, it's a surprise Pikachu picture. Uh, but it's, it says, this sums up why people's criticisms of Daenerys this episode are invalid. And it says season one, Danny burns some guy. Season two, Danny burns the house of the undying. Season three, Danny burns Astapor. Season four, Danny crucifies the masters of Marine. Season five, Danny burns Marinese noble um, noblemen. Season six, Danny burns uh, the Thrak. Uh, season seven, Danny burns the wagon train. Season eight, Danny burns King's Landing. Uh, also, it doesn't say it on here, but also burns Tarleys for not kneeling. And then Game of Thrones fans, surprise Pikachu face. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. And I, that is, that is the one thing where I wonder if the long-term gaps between the seasons have also, have almost like had a negative effect on people's opinions of characters and things like that. Like, you know, you maybe you've got like that relative, right? Who you only see once every couple of years, and and you're like, oh, I love Uncle so and so. He's always so much fun, and we always go and hang out and do cool things. And then, like, when you actually go and hang out with that relative, you're like, man, they they really they're really kind of unpleasant uh sometimes yeah. so, you know <laughs> but like you remember the good times instead and you remember uh, you don't remember the i don't know subtle racism or alcoholism that that might happen right but <laughs> but but then you know like you're like oh gosh that's really that's not uh, that's not really great but then you know a couple of years go by and you you don't think about it as much. and so maybe maybe that's what's happening is everybody's like oh yeah i love danny she's great and she's She's always, you know, trying to free people and do what's right. And no, really, she just wants the throne. And she yeah. she's done a lot of things to build power and 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 do the things that she's needed to do so that she could take the throne. And yeah. if anyone stands in her way, she is she has been willing to execute them. She's she's I I can't really think of her ever being like super merciful. Other than trying to win the love of slaves so that they will fight for her. Yeah. But uh, I, she, Mercy has never really been her strong suit. She, she cried when Drogon ate a child, I think. Um, but so that's she's not, got I mean, that's that not, going for her. That's not Mercy. It's just like, oh, shoot. She was also a teenager, I think, too. <laughs> so. um, yeah. yeah I, she, throughout the series... You know, it's a thing of like she's she's a, a a strong female character. She's empowered. She's breaking these chains, and and she has uh, on on the surface, anyways. This uh, I want to do good by the people, and I want to I want to do all these things. You know, again, breaking the wheel, um, and also the 
the whole I'm not like my father, the Mad King, who wanted to murder all of his people. I'm not like him. I'm not like my brother who uh you know, I I watched gleefully get his head covered in molten gold. Um I'm not I'm not that person. And she's always had advisors around her that that temper her more dar- darker urges. Uh but yet you'll you always notice if you go back in those episodes, she always wants to do the asshole thing first. Like that's always like her first inclination is to do the bad thing. And somebody pulls her off the ledge and she's like, You're right. Which is an which has always been kind of annoying to me. Like, uh, why are you instantly jumping to the wrong thing? Yeah. It, and uh so it makes sense for me, for her character to that that is that character's journey. And I've seen people say the whole series, it's been her saying, I'm not like my father, and then she turns into her father. Like uh, what kind of development is that? Like that is the development. Yeah, that's it. You you nailed it. She's, <laughs> yeah, she, she was fighting against her nature. That's that was her yeah. nature. Yeah, I don't know. I I think. Uh, I mean, we can talk about a few other moments that have been uh, pretty epic. Uh, for this season. Um, I I dug the way Arya uh, ended the war against uh, the undead. The the night king uh, the night king um it was definitely i i i heard i've heard some people be like oh they just sort of uh, distracted us with with fancy cg and and a an undead dragon and then and then brought her out of a left field but i don't know like that was her moment i feel like that was you know eight seasons of her developing and growing to to be the one to put an end to that war um yeah. I, I, I couldn't have asked for a better resolution uh, than than her being the one to make that final blow. Uh, and, and yet, uh, the, the critique I saw of that, of her, of her ending the, the war, is how did she get past all those whites without being seen? And how did she jump so high? And how did she... I'm like, she's... She was trained to be sneaky, guys. Come on. She's, she's like D&D rogue. Does. Yeah, she, yeah. She rolled like a twenty <laughs> on on her sneak on her stealth. Uh, plus, she had like a plus ten modifier. Like she's <laughs> uh, she so nailed it. that. I mean, that's that's. It, she was a. I don't know. Uh, Hasht- hashtag sneak attack. Hashtag hashtag sneak attack. Hashtag Kevin. Uh, I do. I do want to. I want. Do want to say. Uh, I, I. I. I linked this to you in our Slack earlier. But I saw on Twitter, I think of Mike Drucker. I don't know his his handle. But as far as the uh, critique about everything getting kind of rushed through, um, I've always said, I said even last last season and going into this, we're not going to get a bunch of unanswered new twists or like plot twists because it's all about resolution in these last two seasons and, and getting to the resolution point. Um so this Mike Drucker guy says, uh, this last season is like playing D&D when the DM ha- is moving away. And so you have one last hour-long session to try to wrap everything up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, and I think, that's a, I think that's a fair comparison to it. Like, we're not yeah, trying to... It, 
we're not trying to start new side quests. We're not trying to do like, oh, yeah, but what is this? Don't go do? talk to the innkeeper. He's he's just making drinks. Let's let's go let's go take care of this boss so that yeah. we so that I can finish loading the truck. We're we're leaving on Saturday. You you sneak attack the dragon. You kill the dragon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys want to do now? <laughs> Potato farmers got it. You got it. Okay, we're out. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I I get that, and I it is a short season, uh, so that helps with it feeling rushed a little bit more. There are there are definitely more like sort of cutscenes, and especially through like the middle of the series, where there were so many characters, so many different storylines and things happening simultaneously that there there'd be something that happens to Tyrion. And and then you don't even see him again in the next episode except for like a five minute clip because they're so busy showing what's going on with Arya and then what's happening yep. in King's Landing and like all these other story threads. And so there's so much going on that you, like it took a long time to get through a lot of that stuff. And now like it was, it was like an accordion, right? The story yeah. starts compacted all the characters then spread out and they're all doing their own thing. And now they're all converging again. And right. Because and you have, convert- you have like the northerners with Danny and then you had <laughs> Lannisters and Cersei and that's it. Like that's all that's left. So there's, there's not time or there's not a reason to go and figure out what's happening, you know, in the iron islands or across the narrow sea. Like you, what what is happening right now is what's going on so yeah yeah, i guess i guess that's why it just seems maybe a little bit more rushed is because there's we're not developing characters anymore we're we're resolving storylines and yeah yeah and and (laughs) and and whether they're executing that well is is that's a different opinion and topic of conversation uh i I I would say that they are probably not executing it nearly as well as I, I would like, but I'm still entertained and there's still wow moments. And the Arya thing was a wow moment, burning like just so many innocent people. Cinematography of of that the genocide basically of a million people, uh, is was was executed really well. Oh, and um, the way that they. You know, watching that after credits like scene with the writers and talking about how the ground level stuff they used Arya as like a, a person we care about to walk us through that situation instead of just having random extras being burned continually, but actually having someone that we know and we care about in the series that we can experience all of that with. I think that was really well done. And there's always that fear of like, oh, is she gonna, is something gonna happen to her? But yeah, seeing her her journey through the city and through that devastation was was pretty powerful, I think, at the time. And I don't know i i I want to know uh, just because there are a lot of people that talk about Lost as oh, it was a great show, but the 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 finale sucked or whatever. Like, does does a final season make a series? 
or can we step back and look at this series after next week and 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 consider it as a whole and talk about how great it is or do you have to like put an asterisk on it if if you're not super stoked about the last six episodes i um hmm. i i think it's i think for most people they would say well if the journey journey's end is terrible then why would i want to take it um so for a lot of people i I think the answer would be yes the the sticking the landing for especially for a serialized show is is important to look at it as as a whole but yeah that would be if it's a completely awful (laughs) finale i i look at dexter and I know you didn't watch all of Dexter, and I didn't watch all of Dexter. Um, I got made it through season three, a little bit of season four. Season three was the best season. Well, whatever, uh, whichever season had John Lithgow in it. Um, and I caught bits and pieces, and I followed the the series a little bit just behind the scenes on Wikipedia and what what have you. And I read the reviews, and that was a show that that got really really crappy. And just kept going. And, <laughs> and that, because a majority of the show then was crappy compared to those first few seasons, that that kind of overall taints the, the series with Dexter becoming a lumberjack uh, <laughs> when it's all said and done. Right. And, I, and I, like, I had people at work today talking about shows like Breaking Bad where they feel like Breaking Bad really stuck the landing and ended in in a solid way. And that show is pretty universally uh, appreciated for being a great series. Mm-hmm. But it had its moments like where there were, there were some episodes in there where they're like, is this really like the best episode? Like, yeah. so, you know, season, like season two, I, <laughs> A lot of stuff with Skylar. I was like, okay, I can't, can't do it. <laughs> so, so I, I, I am really interested. Like, and and you could say this for like a movie, maybe like for sure. If you have an hour or three hours in a theater watching Endgame, like if if the ending doesn't live up to everything, like does that does that taint the whole thing? And but on a scale of like over what like a decade of 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 shows and um yeah it's it's just kind of crazy like how long the show's been going and for them to for 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 you to invalidate everything because of six episodes at the end like i don't know for me i i have a harder i have a harder time doing that and and i think and i think the the finale next week will will definitely, you know, seal that opinion for me, but yeah. Uh I've had I've had the people that I've been, you know, rooting for since the beginning and and they're both still around. They st- both still have an opportunity. So um it, it'll be it, really interesting to see how it all plays out. Let me let me ask let me ask you this question. Uh because uh there there are rumors about 
certain people ending on the, uh, the Iron Throne, which personally, side note, I don't actually give a shit who ends up on the, the Iron Throne. That's right. Like at the start of the season, they're like, who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? I'm like, I don't actually care. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a Game of Thrones. I know, but that's, I don't know. Like that's such a trivial kind of thing to me who sure. sits on it. Um, but uh, is there anybody who, if at the end of the series, they're sitting on the Iron Throne, that you'd be like, oh, this is this, this, this invalidates a lot of stuff? Um, who's the Potato Knight? What's his name? Braun? <laughs> uh, no, it's, no, oh. it, uh, the guy that's a smuggler that wanted to kill uh the the red the red woman and he was, he oh, was supposed to have the boat da- ready Davos Davos yeah. yeah yeah if he was on the throne I'd probably be like really uh <laughs> but uh I don't know like we've got we've got three real big leads um obviously Daenerys is is in the position now Jon Snow is is right there as well. But then you got you got the imp, you got the little guy. Um and if for some reason those two you know knock each other out if they they have uh, a a fight on a fiery staircase and fall into a, a pit of flames or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like like the dog in the mountain. Um or the hound in the mountain. Yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna let it slide. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's no Skylord, but um, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like I think I think all of those are 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 high. Like they probably have good Vegas odds on all of them. But who else is who else is even in the running at this point? I don't know that there's anybody. Yeah, I. I uh... My friend Carrie, who we do trivia geeks with, she wants Arya or Sansa to, to be on the Iron Throne. Not gonna happen. Uh, not not gonna happen. I I don't think that would happen because she doesn't care about that. She cares about the people in Winterfell and yeah. and the people in the North, and she could she can care less about the people in the South. Um, Arya is not a well. I don't know. She's not a lady right now, but um, and I don't think she'd want it. But no, but but uh, Sandor has convinced her to reevaluate her life. So maybe yeah. maybe she changes things up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Gen Gendry, he's he's legitimized now. Uh, Braun, I like I like Braun, and here's I don't think it'll be him, but I like Braun because he's the only one in the show currently who's like I want more power. Well, other than Danny. I want more power and I want to be more rich and I want to get, you know, he's, he's already got high garden kind of on the slate. So, uh, so he, he kind of makes sense to subvert some expectations, but, uh, I don't think brand wants it. I don't know what brand wants. Nobody, nobody knows what brand wants. He wants to collect all the memories of everybody and, and sit there. (laughs) <laughs> that was good. Uh for video people, Travis did a perfect impression of Bran. <laughs> the one person watching us right now got to see it. So yeah. good on you. 
but anyway, it's, but, but I, I, you know, I've seen rumors swirling and, and, uh, uh, again, go back to Omar. He's like, uh, if this, if this one person sits on the iron throne, then I'm just going to, I'm going to rage. Um, I, I won't, I won't, I won't say it because it is a potential spoiler, but he's like, if this one person is on there, then like, well, the show's done, but I'm done with the show. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, burn Stop watching it. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you're. No, he's. It's, it's gonna like invalidate a lot of stuff for him. I got you. Yeah, Robert Baratheon. He 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 comes out from behind the throne. <laughs> and he's like, I was alive the whole time. It was <laughs> me. Uh, it's gonna be Littlefinger. Somehow he he's alive. He's he's still he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh. I will ask you without. I'm asking this question, not wanting the answer to the question, um, so to speak, because uh, I know you follow spoilers and you're and you're fine with spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the circles that you travel, uh, the the spoiler circles, uh, are there people out there that are saying like they know what happens? They they have like I I know um, back in back in our lost days. People could look up exactly what would happen in a season finale or things like that. Um, are are there people that have leaked this already? Or, um, so I've read uh, before this episode. Um, I read some kind of predictions for what was gonna, were going to happen, and uh, some things were like not spot on but they were like in the ballpark range of okay. of what was going to happen um and uh and it, and it talk it, it already talks about the the series finale as well so i i'm interested to see if that's actually what's going to happen um having said that this i'm not going to spoil anything still if the if the person the spoilers do is is on the throne as they they say that person will be i'm not opposed to it um because here here's here's what happens with spoilers i'll read a spoiler and if it's something that i'm like oh i don't know about that it all comes down to execution if it's executed well then it doesn't matter to to me because it, it 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 ends up being good so having said that if the spoiler is accurate execution is is what matters all right yeah fair enough uh all right well we have spent a good 40 minutes talking <laughs> about game of thrones didn't know we were gonna spend that much time on the game of thrones. yeah but you know a show like this i mean we have had so many episodes we did i think we did a fantasy league for a season or two we did uh, we we game of thrones has been a huge part of apathetic enthusiasm's history uh, so I would like to extend a personal thank you to, uh, the writers, the cast, the crew, all those people for making a good show. I've enjoyed it regardless of how this season turns out. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited for next week. Uh, I'm excited to watch the show two hours after the rest of the world because we're going to be playing D and D because oh, yeah. half of our party doesn't watch game of Thrones. I don't even get that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so 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 that should be fun. Um, I don't know what else you've been doing. Uh, I've been rewatching The Office. 
so okay. that's a thing <laughs> like halfway <laughs> halfway through season three only let's uh let's let's do uh you know you know what we, what we should do we should do uh the apathetic enthusiasm video game roundup what have you been playing i i really haven't been playing any video games right that's a lie i know you've been playing some games you've been playing you you've been playing a game with the kiddo a game that you don't like but you oh but you, fork knife <laughs> Yes, I have been playing Fortnite. I'm back <laughs> on Fortnite. Uh season 9, get your battle pass right now, kids. Don't <laughs> don't miss out on all those cool skins and unlockables that you can get for just $10 in V-Bucks. Um yeah, I So my son plays Fortnite. He plays on the Switch. He plays with a semi-broken Joy-Con that I tried to repair myself. Um, <laughs> he is definitely not in at, at the competitive level. Uh, but he loves playing the game. He enjoys it, and I get it. I mean, we have played Battle Royale games uh, between the two of us, whether that's PUBG or Apex Legends. Uh, so I, I understand the appeal, for sure. And Fortnite appeals to the younger crowd with uh, some of the graphics and skins and things that they make, and it, it makes sense. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to play some Fortnite with my son. Uh, he he was playing on my original Epic account, uh, so I made a second account. Uh, so yeah, I'm using my burner account uh, to play with him <laughs> while he gets all the loot and things on my main account. Um, nice. But uh, you know, it's really that for him that's that that's his stuff over there so uh yeah and i gotta say i'm not good at it i'm not (laughs) i'm not not uh and i really i don't play on my own i i really only play with him so that's it doesn't turn into a lot of playtime and yeah i still hate building i i'm not good (laughs) at it i I I should just like go into a game, go into like a random or there's all kinds of creative modes and stuff in in Fortnite now. I could probably just practice like the key combinations to like building towers really quickly and stuff. Um if I cared enough. If you cared enough, that's which key. clearly I don't because I do, I'm not <laughs> doing that. Uh but it is frustrating when you know you're you're like coming up on somebody and you're like all right, I'm going to fight this guy and then all of a sudden they're up on a tower and you're like, oh, what's the button I used to put uh, <laughs> a ramp, ramp C, got it. Okay, yeah. And I, I think that might be the right button. But yeah, so it's just not something I, but I'm bonding with my son. So, so. That's just uh, important. Played a little Fortnite. Uh, in other news, in virtual reality news, uh, we bought Vacation Simulator, the a uh, highly anticipated sequel to Job Simulator uh which is probably Job Simulator was probably my kids favorite VR game uh they they revisited it uh many many times but it, the replay value while while it is high they they it's pretty much the same thing so Vacation Simulator uh is is the same concept except you get to go to the beach the forest or the mountains, and there's a ton of other activities. And I, I didn't actually play the game. I just like went into the entry mode and like created a character. But 
uh, and I feel bad for not knowing the company's or the, de- the developer's name right off the top of my head. So I'll do a quick Google search while I talk. But uh, they do a really great job with VR. And, and part of it, their art style is, um, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's not overly complicated. It's definitely not like hyper-realistic. Right. But they do a good job with it to where the environments are really immersive. They're colorful. They're engaging. And, Al- Al- uh, Alchemy Labs does a good job of doing that. Alchemy Labs, yes, that's right. Thank you for thinking that of that name off the top of your head, Brandon, uh, <laughs> while I was talking. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I just uh, kudos to to those devs over there because they they make really fun VR experiences that I I feel are fun for all ages. I mean, if 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 you only get your jollies off, you know, <laughs> horror VR or something like that, then you know. That maybe not the game for you, but it is certainly going to hold me over until Trover Saves the Universe is released on Steam <laughs> sometime next month. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, in video game news on my end, uh, I um, so my my friend Matt, as you know, size more size mode. He size mode beast size mode. Uh, he uh he. We've been playing a lot of video games with him uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, we've played FIFA 18. Uh, we were doing co-op seasons um, and uh, some great passes. Matt, you know, if if he ever listens to this, you know, Matt, we've had some great passes. Great shot. Game two. That was the best game we ever did. Um, so we did that. But he uh, he pushed me towards the Microsoft Xbox Game Pass, which... For those who don't know what Game Pass is, you pay like 10 bucks a month or something like that. And then you basically have access to all of these uh, Xbox, Microsoft games on the PC and the Xbox. And you could download them and play them for that 10 bucks a month. So it's like video games on demand, uh, basically a Netflix service, but for Xbox. Um, and so you we see of thieves is something that is on there right now and and Matt and I have been playing that and it's i we i think we may have talked about it on the e3 roundup way back in the day uh yeah possibly i think i think we talked about it when it was like announced yeah yeah oh because there was sea of thieves and then there was another pirate game that was coming out as well which i don't even remember what what that one's called but see if these was like a more cartoony version of it. Let me tell you, this game it's I mean it's gorgeous. <laughs> like it's like when you're when you're sailing the and the water is just the the waves are going and like the, the light hits it a certain way and it's blue. I mean it's 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 cool. And then it usually it's just me and Matt playing and you have to set the sails. You have to lower the sails down, and then like you set the sail angles. You have, that's a different thing, and you turn it towards the wind so it catches the wind. And then you you have the map, and but there's like a little compass right next to the uh, the the steering wheel. <laughs> I don't know what, what you call it. Whatever, whatever you call the thing you steer a ship with. <laughs> um, and like, all right, let's go. We're like we set up a quest. Let's we got to go to this island, and we find the island. Like, okay, uh, yeah, turn, go south by southwest or 11 o'clock, where, whichever direction you want. And, uh, it's, just, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just really, it's really funny. You fight skeletons and, 
um, you know, play some sea shanties. There's also mm-hmm. fishing in it now. Um, and so every once in a while I'm, I tell Matt, I'm looking for, or I'm right now I'm, I'm fit looking for treasure. I'm not fishing. I'm looking for treasure. <laughs> and you're just, you're just sitting just, on the beach, just, <laughs> dipping that rod in the, trying to catch some, some Z's, some fish Z's. Uh, one thing uh, I've heard about that game is the game developer Rare, uh, I believe, is yes. uh, <laughs> is is really great about listening to fan feedback uh, in that game. Uh, one of my coworkers uh, is a huge Sea of Thieves fan, and I know that they had a lot of issues with the game early on, but um, they listen to their fans. They're very active on like the subreddit and things like that. And they've made a lot of changes, uh, apparently for the better. Uh, so uh, it sounds like you're having a good time, and that's probably yeah. no small part to actually listening to, you know, fan feedback and and implementing things in the game, uh, which is sort of the opposite that some other major <laughs> developers <laughs> do with their time. That's right. That's right. Also, Mega Man Leg- <laughs> Legacy Collection Two. I'm working my way through Mega Man Seven. Megacon. Uh, I hooked the old <laughs> Raspberry Pi up to uh, the new Office TV, yeah. and uh, I'm. I, I got to be real with you. This is, it's confession time. This is a safe space on apathetic enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I've never really played a Final Fantasy game. Uh, <gasps> yep, it's true. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I just never owned a PlayStation. I've still never owned a PlayStation console in in my life, so you know. Do you own a Super Nintendo? I did a, a no, no. Let's let's go through the oh. list. Let's go through the list because Jeez. I had a Nintendo Entertainment System, and then I jumped over to Sega and got a Sega Genesis, and then I jumped back to Nintendo for the 64-bit era with Nintendo 64, and then after N64. Uh, there was, there was a period where I didn't game. I think I had like some Game Boys, Game Boy Advance or something. And then eventually bought an Xbox. Um, and then from Xbox, it was just Xboxes all the way through. I did, I did some PC gaming in that time. I think that's why the, there was a console break is, mm. is I was, I was more focused on PC gaming. Yeah. Well, you can play Final Fantasy seven on the PC now. You can you can get it on Steam. That's true. So that is that is my question <laughs> to you, Brandon, and anyone who's listened this far into the podcast is, where do I start? Uh, I would like to go back and maybe revisit some of these games, but there are so many. There are so many points of entry. Uh, where where and and I'm not against going all the way back into like some of the older games or playing. Uh, some of the the retro flavors, if that's uh, what's necessary. Well, th- this is this uh, a, a, a double edged question. That's that's stupid. Uh, you can start really anywhere you want with Final Fantasy games because I mean, other than Final Fantasy X two, or like they they had like weird sequels to some games that were actually like continuations of those games as stories, mm-hmm. but. Uh, for the most part, Final Fantasy, each game is self-contained. They have some similarities as far as names goes, but they're not tied to each other. Um, so 
the famous one is Final Fantasy VII. And that was the one that came out on the PlayStation. And that is the one that everyone's like, oh my god, this game! No, yeah, that's... I I mean, that's what I've heard yeah. time and time again. And then now they have the new like uh, trailers out for the... Final Fantasy VII uh, uh, remake. Yes, the the remake, and it looks it looks pretty amazing. That is one thing yeah. I will always uh, give Square Soft, Square Enix, Square Square. Uh, <laughs> I will give them credit. They they do create some incredibly stunning looking games, and uh, yeah, it's I've just I've never been I, I, an RPG guy, and I think we've talked about that a lot. But uh, I have played some RPGs. I have enjoyed them. But I've, for me, J- it just JRPGs are, are are different than like when we're talking about Baldur's Gate or uh, Divinity Original Sin. Like those are those are different types of RPGs to like the the Final Fantasy or Secret of Mana or um like arguably Pokemon probably RPG. the the only like turn based combat that i've ever really like yeah. been into a game and 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 stuck with it so and and the yeah. the, the the early uh like final fantasy 3 that's closer to what you're used to with pokemon right uh, i'd say but when you when you talk about like random encounters and what have you yeah but if you're gonna go back i would say uh hit up hit up final fantasy 7 i started with final fantasy 8 when i was a kid because 7 came out and i was like no, eight's out, and I want to be better than you. Um, I'm not playing that old game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so seven, seven is really good, and it is on Steam. And that's I actually I when I was in Korea, I spent um like a two three week period just destroying Final Fantasy seven. All right. Like All I'm right. not going out. I'm going to drink here and play. Uh, R one zero N X says over on Twitch. Uh, first, suddenly they don't feel so bad for having never watched Game of Thrones. Uh, sorry for 40 minutes of spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Final Fantasy VIII is probably a good retro game. Uh, so so they recommend yep. Final Fantasy VIII. I uh, do. I do. Like I said, that's what I started off on. And I really liked uh, the whole... St- I mean, it's, I was like a hopeless romantic in uh, eighth grade was I in. Uh, it was like ninth grade when it came out, and I was like, "Oh, I love love." I I like it. There's right. an orphanage thing. Okay. Gigantic sword. I did play the first Kingdom Hearts. I enjoyed that. So yeah, there you go. I don't know. There you go. A lot of hack and slash and keyblade action. You know, uh, if you're gonna go back and play a game, play Super Mario RPG, the original Legend of the Seven Stars. Really? Like, is that a real? recommendation yeah yeah that's that that, that's that's my favorite uh rpg of all time okay i will add it to the list (laughs) Uh, and and you could probably play it on your raspberry pi no i definitely could and maybe maybe uh, yeah yeah i'm i i i covertly would love to get a new vehicle that has an entertainment system that allows like hdmi inputs uh so you can play Super NES so games. I could so I could hook <laughs> my Raspberry Pi up in the vehicle, and oh. we could like retro game on road trips and stuff like that. I think that'd be awesome. I would throw up so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 let you drive, and then me and the kids will be in the back playing Tetris or 
okay. or Super Mario RPG, <laughs> things like that. So, all right, uh, all right. No, no D and D news to report uh, on this episode because we haven't played in uh, about Ever. two and a half weeks. Uh, yeah, we've we've been on a slight hiatus because of uh, prior engagements and and other things popping up, but. Uh, we should have a we should have a session coming up soon, which means I should probably do some prep work. Uh, yes, sir. You, you guys discover the body of Healy Dan and are carrying it around in a box. Uh, so wax sealed for the scent. That's right. That is that is accurate. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, anything else? Anything else big to cover? We've 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 hit. No. We've come up on the hour mark here. About time to be hitting the old dusty trail. So. Uh, thanks thanks to everybody for listening if if you have any thoughts on this final season of game of thrones we would love to hear them you can hit us up uh, on all of our social media platforms uh or if you have a great final fantasy recommendation for me or any tips on building in Fortnite, uh i will or how to steal steer the ship better in sea of thieves i guess uh yeah hit us up with those video <laughs> game recommendations we would love to hear them uh, thank you so much to everyone that listens to this show uh, we very much appreciate it. And if you have not done so, if you can head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choosing and, and leave a review, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on the show. So thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Travis. And I am Brandon. Bye. See you later. Gotta say my name first. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.